0: They gon' feel the heat. Yeah, they, they gon' feel the heat. They gon' feel the heat. Yeah, i Think they ready. Nah. Yeah, you gon' feel the heat. They ain't ready. Yeah. Let's get it. Biggest discussions, games of the week. All up for debate. You gon' feel the heat. Come listen in, come take a peek. Day and web gon' make you feel the heat. Who got the wind? Who saw the feet? Take a seat, you gon' feel the heat. Let them speak, you gon' feel the heat. High check, right tune, you gon' feel the heat.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Season 2 of Feel the Heat Sports Talk. This is Episode 1. I'm your host, Day. Man, I hope you guys had a happy new year. I hope you enjoyed uh, the festivities with your family and your friends and football. College football weekend was crazy. As you know, we didn't cover anything We're going to cover some stuff today, and we're basically going to focus a lot on the NFL and what's going on there, as well as the NBA as the trade deadlines are coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about football over this past weekend, um, NFL wild card, and what a thrill we had. Um, Man, I tell you what, I took the Bills on the point spread, the Titans to win straight up. The Patriots to not score more than 44 points and on top of that I picked the Vikings to win straight up and I didn't place the bet a $50 bet would have been worth over $1,200 man anyways Webb is getting ready to check in we're about to bring you some of that 2020 heat so sit back relax and enjoy the show All right, guys, Webb just checked in. What up, Webb? Happy New Year to you, bro. Happy New Year. Everything's going good, man. How you feeling out there? Out in Detroit.
0: Uh, it's cold today. It's supposed to snow tonight, and then it's going to jump to 40 again tomorrow. So pretty pretty bipolar weather right now.
1: Yeah, y'all haven't really had anything where it's been really, really cold, except for that, what, that one week y'all had 15 inches in one night or something like that.
0: I don't know if it was 15 inches but it felt like
1: it yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't miss that like i always tell you all right guys welcome back to the first episode of season two of feel the heat sports talk make sure you get your questions in at anchor.fm forward slash feel the heat forward slash message on twitter at feel the heat underscore kw or at bym sport underscore sports got to Good couple of topics for you guys this week um, and this episode. We're going to focus a lot on the NFL and NBA as there's a lot going on, a lot of changes. The trade deadline is coming up, but let's start off in the NCAA. We're not going to cover the games that just happened uh, two weekends ago. This is a new episode. We got the championship game coming up, which we will cover on Friday. But the question that is in... For NCAA football college athletes. As they begin to declare for the NFL draft, Webb, are there any players that you believe should stay in college one last season? I think me and you may have one player in common. If you say this name, then I think we're thinking the same. Who you got?
0: Well, if I had to pick anybody, I think it would and some people might disagree, but you'll see why in a second. I think Tua, Tagovailoa should stay One more season, considering the fact that he broke his hip—that's a major injury, especially for a quarterback uh, just before going into the draft—and I would stay one more year just to prove that that doesn't affect his play. I mean, obviously, Alabama's still the elite next year. So, but I think he should, because you look at—there's a long list of guys who got hurt and. They were never the same, like Jamal Charles, for example. Uh, he had, he just came off like, he had came off three straight thousand rushing yard seasons, blew his knee out, and then he was released the se- at the end of the season back from the Chiefs. Teddy Bridgewater, Andrew Luck, Dante Culpepper, Terrell Davis, the list goes on and on. And I think he should stay one more year just to prove that it doesn't affect his play going forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um... I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick, especially we don't know the timetable of his return from this injury. I mean, is he going to participate in pro day? There's a lot of questions around Tua and his draft declaration. I think that you're absolutely right. He needs to stay one more year to prove that he's healthy, that he could play a full season without being hurt in the most important moments of a season. Um and he was on my list, but I'm surprised you didn't save this guy. I don't know if you have another guy, but I picked two guys. I picked two, and since you covered him, I won't go into depth with that. But DPJ, I have always told you that DPJ has a good NFL body, almost a perfect NFL body for a wide receiver or a DP. Either way you want to put him in, um, but him going into the draft this year is not for me. It's not a good look. Number one, he hasn't really had a productive season at Michigan since he's come in. I mean, I don't understand how he has, um, during his time with Michigan, been a two time Big Ten, um, all Big Ten selection at wide receiver. I don't understand how he's made that when um, I believe his career best is six receptions against Notre Dame in 2018. And um, collectively, most yards he had was 90 90 yards versus SMU in 2018. And only three touchdowns is his career best. Um, His longest touchdown was 79 yards. So to me, he hasn't had a very impressive collegiate career where he should, you know, declare for the NFL draft. My problem with his declaration is the people around him have convinced him that it's his time to go now. And I know the quarterback situation at Michigan hasn't been the most perfect. But... All right, guys, sorry about that technical difficulties, but to bring things back into perspective, what we were talking about is BPJ getting that Big Ten, um, all Big Ten selection in 2018, um, for wide receiver. And I think he's a really good return specialist. Don't get me wrong. But as I stated, he's only had um, a career high, six receptions in one game versus Notre Dame and 90 yards collectively was his biggest production in one game versus SMU. And I think that the people around him should convince him to stay in school one more year and hopefully he gets a better quarterback It puts up some really good numbers where he could be a solid pick. Now, I think he has the NFL body. He's a prototype. So he could get in there undrafted or a late round pick of somebody who believes in his ability. But I just think that he's someone who should stay one more year. What about you, Webb?
0: Yeah, I think he should stay one more year, definitely. But he's a good player, like you said, NFL body, got plenty of potential. I just don't think he's in the right system. Uh, that really showcases his talent. Um, I'm just not seeing it. I think he should stay another year. I think they should look to get him more involved in the offense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, he's a junior. He's going to be a senior next year. There would be nothing wrong with DPJ saying, hey, you know what? I want to go and enter the transfer uh, portal and go somewhere or go somewhere like, you know, Alabama or Georgia or somewhere where somebody has a solid quarterback and, it, and you know, expand my chance of being drafted early in, in the draft for 2021. My thing is I'm all about players getting their education. Now, I'm not sure if DPJ has graduated early, but I don't think he has. And if he did graduate early, it still would be an option for him to go back another year and enter as a grad transfer and work on his master's degree as well. I've seen a, a guy on Twitter who... um happens to be an agent. He was saying, you know, not everybody going into the NFL draft is going to be drafted and not everybody who's going in as um, undrafted is going to make a team. So the best thing you could do as a student athlete is to put yourself first, get your education. And if you have the chance to become a fifth year student athlete, then go ahead and do that and work on getting your master. So you can set up yourself to have a good career if the NFL doesn't work out for you. And I think people like BPJ um, in particular need to hear that message because we get so hyped up on selling people the dream of playing in the NFL that we don't really tell them realistically, you know, what is the best for you? Like this year, I'm just looking at it real quick. DPJ has only had 400 yards um, total throughout the season in receiving. And um, I know people would say, well, what about Jimmy Graham? You know, he had, that one year at, at Miami where he had probably had 400 yards receiving. But Jimmy Graham was, he's like 6'5", 6'6", big tight end. Um, those type of players don't come around often, but the body size that DPJ does have comes around pretty often. And there's a lot more receivers that have a better resume than he does at this point.
0: Was he for like Was he like 5'10", 5'11", something
1: like that? DPJ is 6'2". That's what I'm saying. He has a pretty good NFL body.
0: Okay. Okay. So well, I, two, two, I guess we'll just have to see what happens when he gets his, like, uh, when he goes to the combine or pro day or anything like that.
1: Hey, I wish him the best. We're not hating on him or Tua. We're just saying who we think should stay another year to increase their draft stock. That's all.
0: It's Dan Mellinger's uh, coming back for his senior year at Texas
1: right and so um, is uh what nico collins is coming back for one more year at michigan
0: and nico collins played well yeah there, I, I think he played over at wide receiver i think he played the best out of everybody for michigan this season
1: oh he was absolutely their best wide receiving option this year but he's doing a smart thing gonna go back to school finish off get his degree and then into the draft next year All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and move forward. Um, The NFL today has a lot of news breaking out, and we'll get into a lot of that stuff there. Um, But we're going to start off with a little bit about the NFL draft. And if it was today, who would your first – I think I put five in here, but I only had four. If you got five, it's fine. Who would be your first five picks and why according to the draft order?
0: Um well at number one for the Bengals, I I'd have to go with the most obvious option and that'd be Joe Burrow. I mean, Andy Dalton is lacking. Like the the Bengals need a better quarterback. They have good receivers. Um, Tyler Eifert, who has not been playing as well as it was predicted of him coming out of college. I think he went to Ohio Ohio State, right? Yeah, they still got Tyler Boyd. A.J. Green is still up in the air. Uh, I'm not really sure if he's coming back or staying with the Bengals, if they're going to deal him or not eventually. But Auden Tate is another guy that has a lot of potential. Uh, He came in and played pretty well. Big receiver, 6'5", over 200 pounds. I think uh, with a better quarterback, especially like Joe Burrow, who threw, what, five, six touchdowns in the first half against uh, Oklahoma? Right. He would do well with the Bengals. If they Yeah, I
1: round... can't disagree with that. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, too. First pick, first round. First pick overall. What about for Washington? Who's their obvious pick? Who do you think they need the most?
0: Well, looking at what they need, uh, I think they're gonna look to deal uh, Trent Williams. They might deal him. Josh Norman's probably gonna get cut. They need a bet. They need a uh, a pass catching tight end. Jordan Reed, had, he just he can't stay healthy. Um, but regardless of all that, Chase Young is just he's too good to pass up on. Even even with those. Uh, even with those shortcomings, he's just—he's too good of a player to pass up on. So I would—Washington's going to take Chase Young. That's who I would take. Best defensive end in the nation. Best Absolutely, defensive player in the nation, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely, you got to take Chase Young there. It would give you the best and youngest um, and a very versatile D line going into the season. And we know from experience with with um, Coach Rivera that he. Um, has created a defense that that has been really good. You think of the early years of Josh Norman and uh, Luke Keekley and the D line that they've had in Carolina do, during their Super Bowl run, and you think how good that defensive line was. And Chase Young will be perfect. He'll be in a perfect system there in Washington. So I don't see how they could pass him up either. What about for Detroit? Detroit's on the clock at number three. Who are they gonna pick up?
0: God, they need they need linebackers bad. They need corners. And probably most overall, I think they need a good, solid edge rusher. I'm pretty sure Snacks is going to leave. But um, I would see them grabbing a DB. It's probably going to be Okuda, but I would not. uh, I'd be okay with taking like uh, Delpit, the safety from uh, LSU. Uh, he's He's a guy who's really fast, really athletic can get sideline to sideline in a hurry. And I think that's something the Lions really need. Guys that can really fly around and pursue the ball because they've been getting dotted up all season because they have nobody at linebacker.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think that the Lions definitely have to get more help, especially on the defensive backs. So Jeff Okuda would be my pick too, because he's one of the best, if not the best, cornerback just coming out and he probably will be the first cornerback picked in the 2020 draft. He has the potential to be a really good NFL cornerback going forward. And I think that um, with uh, Patricia, his focus, his strength has been defense. He could become a really good defensive player in Detroit. What about the Giants?
0: Well, the Giants, they're basically begging for help on defense. They need, they need it. However considering the fact that they have Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. He shows promise. He shows potential. He has some skill. Um, I would like to see them grab like Jedrick Williams, uh, the tackle from Alabama that would give them some size up front, some strength, some more protection to give Saquon Barkley another blocker and and Daniel Jones another blocker. If they don't go with anything on defense, that's why I would go with Jedrick Williams.
1: I'm absolutely on um, same target with you, except for different player. They need an offensive tackle. They need someone who can block and, and um, you know, hold up the rushers from um, Daniel Jones to, to protect Saquon Barkley as well, create space for him. So I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa and uh, Iowa State and um, Iowa, excuse me, in yeah, he's pretty much going to give him that blocking and that pass protection he needs, and he's one of my favorites coming into this draft. All right, Miami's on the clock. We know they need a quarterback. People have saying that they need to keep Fitzgerald to help, help a rookie quarterback get molded in Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Fitzpatrick um, to help mold a rookie quarterback in the league. I think that he's good, but I don't really think he should be starting over a rookie if you draft him. Start the rookie. Who are you going to pick if you are the Miami Dolphins?
0: Well, if Tua, Tua did uh, declare for the draft, so I'll give him Tua, tag it below
1: See I don't think Miami's going to jump high on him because you know what, like you said he's injury prone. If they were going to pick anybody, I would think they would probably pick Jalen Hurts. But my sleeper, and people are saying that he's probably going to go second or third round, is a quarterback that people might not even be thinking about. And that's Jacob Eason out of Washington. I mean, he, he passes the eyeball test. Looks like he could be a really good franchise quarterback. He has comparisons to Matt Stafford, which I think is really good. Even though Matt Stafford hasn't had a lot of success as far as making it in the playoffs. He just has that arm. He has the body um, of Matthew Stafford as well. Um, The only Big thing that I see about Jacob Eason is he doesn't have a lot of experience, but it could be a good thing for him because he could have saved his body from the hits and from the wear and tear playing uh, football and be used in Miami. But we will only see – maybe even Jalen Hurts. But I don't know if he fits that system there, but I think he would be a good fit too. Or
0: if even even if – since we're talking about quarterbacks, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't mind seeing Justin Herbert go to the Dolphins. Very mobile quarterback, strong arm. I like Justin Herbert as
1: well. There's a couple of good quarterbacks coming into this draft, and I really can't wait for the draft day. It's actually here in Vegas. I'm going to plan on a- attending that. So, all right, let's go ahead and move forward. We're done with our potential draft picks for uh, the top five teams going into the draft. But who do you believe? You already said that um, we both agree that Chase Young is the best de defensive in or um, a player going into the draft. Who do you believe is the best quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and running back?
0: The best quarterbacks, obviously Joe Burrow. Um, the best cornerback for me is still Jeff Okuda. Uh, the best safety. Now this one, uh, this is completely opinionated for me, but that's Delpit out of uh, LSU. Big strong guy, fast, like I said, can get sideline to sideline in a hurry. Um running back, I wanna say, I wanna say JK Dobbins, because I'm I'm a big JK Dobbins fan. But the obvious answer is Jonathan Taylor. A beast when he hits the hole, he's gone. You're not gonna catch him. And at tight end, I'm not I'm not crazy familiar with tight ends, but I know there's a couple good ones out there. Uh Cole Komet, Cole Met. I don't know how to say that last name. Forgive me if I
1: butchered it. uh, I picked him too. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: The tight end out of Notre Dame. I like him as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got to agree with you on most of those things. Like you said, obvious Joe Burrow. Um, I did pick J.K. Dobbins over Jonathan Taylor. I think J.K. Dobbins will have the better NFL career. Um, And so I think that he's the best running back prospect coming into the draft. Jerry Judy is my favorite wide receiver coming into the draft I do like CD lamb but uh there's something very special about Jerry uh Judy oh yeah as far as that. I forgot about wide receiver
0: my wide receiver was CD lamb I mean just every time you look up CD lamb's got over 150 yards receiving on less than 10 receptions I can't ignore that so my opinion is CD lamb
1: okay okay cool so Web, is it time? Let's let's shift gears here. Is it time for the Chargers to draft a quarterback? Rumor has it that Tom Brady will be a Charger next season. He is from Cali. What do you think about that whole quarterback situation for the Chargers?
0: Well, Phillip Rivers is forty, isn't he? He's he's forty. So I think I think they should have been had their guy. If not, I think they should be looking for him. Or if not, have a good idea on who they're gonna get. Because Phillip Rivers at the end of his handle. And I want to say Tom Brady is too. But even, even when Tom Brady's not playing like Tom Brady, he's still a top 10 quarterback. So I think that if he does go to the Chargers, that gives the Chargers a little bit more time. If they haven't had a quarterback in mind yet.
1: Right. I believe they can have a quarterback in mind. And if they can somehow get Tom Brady there it would be good for a young quarterback to learn under, under Tom Brady. So I don't think they could really lose unless they keep Phillip Rivers there. I know he has been pretty much professional off the field and on the field, but, you know, his he has declined, and, I mean, we've seen this season, all the interceptions. He's thrown, like, three, four interceptions per game on average. So it's time to move on from Phillip Rivers. All right, guys, game recaps of the weekend wild card, NFL wild card weekend. The Bills versus the Texans. Now let me tell let me tell you something. I thought the Bills would win, but I would have bet on them to cover the point spread. Um, but leave it to poor play calling and bad decisions from Josh Allen to fail the team and to allow the Texans to win and move on in the playoffs. What did you see from that game that you liked or you didn't like? Well, um,
0: obviously, like you said, disappointing game for Josh Allen. They really had a couple. He had a couple chances. To win it for him uh, with touchdowns that turned into field goals and even uh long deep balls to john brown where he was out of bounds when he caught the ball um overall i think the pressure was good by buffalo but just in the second half jj watt was unblockable uh when it mattered And Duke Johnson kept the chains moving. But most importantly, Deshaun Watson is just 20 20 for 25, 247 yards passing with a touchdown. And he really came through for the Texans when they needed it most. Um, Like Josh Allen, 24 for 46 on 264 yards passing. Deshaun Watson passed for almost as much with half the amount of passes. So Deshaun Watson really came through for the Texans. What'd you see? Yeah. All right. what'd, you, what'd you, um, see? cause honestly, I think it was Josh Allen's fault. They lost.
1: I mean, Josh Allen has been the biggest kryptonite for that team. And so we're going to leave it there. You covered everything I would have said. And because we're running short on time and we got more stuff to cover, I'm going to leave it at that and move on to the Titans versus the Patriots. And I was actually not surprised by the results the offense of the patriots um, is not the the talent that they're used to they have one or two good options at wide receiver their running backs haven't been really consistent and that's not good enough to beat the tennessee titans defense who has played really well throughout the season and then derrick henry had a day when you have a running back that's going to have a day like that you can't expect to you know to beat that team especially when their defense is playing well right
0: derrick henry was unstoppable 34 attempts, 182 yards. They couldn't, they couldn't stop him. He kept the chains moving. And that was that. Overall, I think the Texans played better on both sides of the ball than the Patriots. They just look like the better team.
1: The Titans. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. All right, the Vikings versus the Saints. I called this. I told Diego. I think I told you. I told my mom. I told my uncle. I told everybody. I said this the Vikings will beat the Saints again. And I call this upset because simply the Saints' defense has been what Webb's favorite words describe somebody is suspect all year, all season long. Drew Brees and, and Kamara, they looked horrible. And I don't understand why they didn't keep in Latavius Murray because when he was in the game, the offense was more productive than when Kamara was in there. And then you got Taysom Hill who had the biggest chunk play for the Saints, not Drew Brees. It was Taysom, Taysom Hill. And so I don't know where the Saints go from here how do they rebound what adjustments they need to make going into next season but I called it and the Vikings did their thing and kudos to the Vikings
0: yeah like you said uh, honestly it was Kurt Cousins was the biggest like the biggest guy on the Vikings that I really had my magnifying glass on because it was like either he's going to play well and if he played well I thought they were going to win if he didn't I thought they were going to lose but Dalvin Cook looked good as well uh, coming off that shoulder injury, but yeah, Taysom Hill had that 50-yard, had that 50-yard pass. Drew Brees was not playing as well as I thought. He only passed for 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Kirk Cousins 19 for 31, 242 yards passing with one touchdown. Um, overall, he was finding Adam Thielen. He was making passes when he was out of the pocket. I think the Vikings overall on both sides of the ball, they played a better game as well.
1: Absolutely. And so that wraps up, and we're at the Seahawks versus the Eagles, and I'm just like, this was just an ugly, boring game. And if the Seahawks play the way that they played against uh, the Eagles and they do that up with Green Bay, they will be going home next weekend.
0: Carson Wentz went out early, um, and I think Jadavian Clowney should have been ejected. For the hit that he put on Carson Wentz that took him out of that game, because if you look close, he throws his shoulder into the back of Carson Wentz's head into the ground.
1: Um. Yeah, it definitely was a dirty hit. He got me there. There was definitely a dirty hit. Carson Wentz staying that stays in that game, and it's probably a different ball game for the Eagles, but. I mean, you can't depend on a backup for the Eagles to put them in a position uh, to win, especially when that backup is a Nick Foles.
0: Josh McCown did everything he could. He did everything he could. A lot of these, a lot of these guys weren't. A lot of the guys that were on roster for the Eagles weren't in the NFL week one. Like uh, Miles Sanders is probably one of the good uh, backs they have what with the back with the backup's name is scott i, I can't remember his first name mm-hmm. but the eagles have Quarterback.
1: they have work to do at quarterback and they have work to do at db like i say to everybody if you want to play db and you want to try out for an nfl team the team to go to right now is the philadelphia eagles because their dvs are pretty trash All right, so see you later, Jason Garrett. Welcome to Dallas, Mike McCarthy, a really good coach who helped the Packers uh, find success by winning a Super Bowl previously, and I think that he will help the Cowboys um, kind of mold and build and be that championship-caliber team that they are because they have all the talent in the world. They just didn't have the right coaching direction. I think you get that with Mike McCarthy. Also, I do not like the coaching um, hire by the Panthers to hire the, uh, the Baylor's ex head coach. Um, what's his name, Web? Mm-hmm. Uh, right here. I for, honestly, I forgot. Here, let me. Uh, Mooley is it?
0: Mool- I can't. I can't. I can't pronounce his name anyway.
1: Ruley, rule, Roo, Roole rule, or something. Whatever. Whatever his last name is, whoever he is, Matt Rule. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that hire. I don't think that there has been many um, college coaches who have come into the NFL and found success. The ones that we we did see, they have been already fired. Um, I think that the NFL keeps doing this, and I don't understand why they are. And I know you got to get new faces in there, but these guys, I don't think he didn't have a really good career and a, a really good coaching career to coach an NFL team. And the same with the um, offensive of coordinators from the Patriots it was hired as the head coach for the Giants. And then you want to take Jason Garrett and make him the offensive of coordinator for the Giants. So well we can see from
0: I think he's getting interviewed. I haven't heard that he got hired. I mean I did you did you hear anything different about that?
1: I didn't hear that he got hired, but the fact that you're interviewing this guy, this has been your rival for many years and you've seen uh the kind of production it his teams has had underneath him and, and finished kind of very, um, unfavorable. And you want to bring that in. I don't understand the giants. I mean, there's some teams out there that want to win. There's some teams that are okay with being, uh, losers, but let's go ahead. Um, you got anything else you want to add to this as far as coaching as Well, because we're definitely running out of time. I have to wrap this up and then we'll just come, we'll cover the NBA, um, Next episode, I'm just surprised
0: that Lin- nobody went after Lincoln Riley or uh, coach from uh, Ohio State, not the uh, not Ryan Day, the one before
1: that. Urban Meyer, I was yeah. just telling my uncle, that any coach right now deserves a job on the NFL level, it's Urban Meyer for sure. All right, guys, that takes care of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back Friday to talk about championship Monday between LSU. And Clemson, which should be a thriller. Um, make sure you guys hit us up on anchor.fm forward slash fill the heat forward slash message. Of course, on Twitter at fill the heat underscore KW or BYM underscore sports. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a good week.